You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello everyone and welcome back to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. Crime Weaver Tyler. And I'm back on the East Coast, new microphone, cocktail, Gordy. Ready to party. The Bean Boy is back in town. Beat back, the Bean, wait. You went from oh, bean, bean to Bean. Bean Town. Yeah, the other the other Bean. I don't think, I don't know that anybody likes either of those beans. In, no. <laughs> in the localities we are talking about. Um, what would you say is your obsession with beans, Gordy? Uh, probably just a good source of protein. Yeah, it is that. And I think you crack open like a can of baked beans. Don't they look happy swimming together? (laughs) I can think of no other reason that this would keep happening to you. Just a bean obsession? You keep pinballing back and forth between these bean towns. And we even have, don't we have an episode titled Bean Town? Unrelated? We have Bread Town. I don't we do know. Bread town. We we do a lot with beans. Uh, clean bean Eileen. <laughs> so yeah, there's a there's a definite bean through line in, in Gordy's existence. I think that this podcast is a good source of protein. That's probably true. It better be a good source of something. We are not FDA approved though. Some nutrient. In- information it is not. So hopefully protein. Maybe yeah. maybe you feel stronger after this. Let's get a good hearty story going. Well, uh, this is an extra protein-filled story because it's about a fisherman. Mm. So this also has those like good They have those in Boston. Yeah, the fatty protein or acids or whatever. The reason that fish is a thing you should eat. <laughs> I've only recently learned to start liking fish. I have not memorized their stats. <laughs> <laughs> what fish are you into? Uh, we do salmon a lot. Cause, uh, That's a good fish. Yeah, there's usually some good affordably priced salmon fillets at the Nam de Moon down the street. I hated um, it as a kid, but I've come around. I hated all fish as a kid and for most of my adult life. Uh, same with eggs, but as with... Damn it. <laughs> what? I hate those echo devices. <laughs> oh, it um, just go off. Yeah, she's like, you got a delivery 20 minutes ago, but we're going to wait till you record to announce it. (laughs) Gotta know. Um, Where was I? Oh, yeah, I hated fish and eggs for most of my uh, childhood and adult life, but I trained myself on eggs because it's a cheap protein. Very. Which is important when you are an artist and art teacher. (laughs) Um, Living that good old contractor hand-to-mouth existence mm-hmm. um and then fish because i apparently need to live longer and that will help <laughs> and so fish, you, you steal it from fish to put yeah, into you, you you get you steal that life energy from them 
And I got good life energy for brains and stuff. That would have made that Justin Timberlake movie very different. The one where he has his his remaining time etched onto his wrist or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then he just pounds fish for the next two hours and 30 minutes. (laughs) It just keeps sticking up. It's just a a sushi buffet. (laughs) Oh, what's the... There's like a whole mukbang, right? Yes. Yeah. The movie's just a mukbang. I think it's Bang. I don't Muck remember. Bang? Though. Okay, I, I don't so. know. Um, yeah, it's, it's just one of those. You just It's an hour and a half of Justin Timberlake eating fish. While it's, it's less of a movie a and more of like a, a clicker game. Yeah. Where you know, just Justin Timberlake is eating fish over and over and over again, and the number just keeps going up, and you get that dopamine rush in your head because you see a number get higher. It's like, it's like Fable 2. <laughs> Uh, we've also been doing a lot of swai. It's a good fish. Mm. It's a, an affordable white fish. Uh, and we did a cod that we uh, like dusted with corn starch and fried and made into very fancy fish tacos. So, uh, If you can get your hands on some, I do recommend swordfish. Swordfish? Yeah, yeah. they occasionally have it. It's just a little pricey. Yeah, it's definitely on the pricier side. Why are we talking about fish? Uh, we're reading a story about a fisherman. Oh, that's right. It purports to be about a fisherman. Uh, as with many stories, you cannot trust the title or any of the content or us. So, you know, keep those uh, skeptics glasses cleaned. Is that originally uh, where judging a book from its cover came from? From folk tales just straight up lying to people? Yeah, like they knew that people would do that and that's part of the lesson of the story. Yeah, old folktales were like the original version of the clickbait articles of, <laughs> like, this tale will wow you. There is a fisherman in it. <laughs> Parentheses, there, is a... there isn't. <laughs> there is in this one. He's just not as important as the title would imply. Mm. Uh, this is a tale from Morocco, brought to us from the uh, the book Moroccan Folktales. is translated by from Arabic by uh, Jalale El Kuda. Uh, and Roger Allen, and suggested to us by Ultra M on Discord. So thank you, Ultra M. Thank you. It's very close to MK Ultra. <laughs> Dangerously close. Maybe it's like the suspiciously polyp, close. The yeah. polyp form of MK Ultra. What's yeah? What's going on there? <laughs> I'm I am suspicious of this story now. You should be suspicious I'm... of every story I bring you, or you haven't learned any lessons. What's that now? Said you, you should be suspicious of every story I bring you. I you can't hear you. Well, that will make the rest of the story <laughs> difficult. <laughs> All right, are you two ready for this uh, totally fine and ordinary story about just a fisherman just mm-hmm. fishing? And yeah, no, let's do it. no brain controlling uh, CIA programs whatsoever. Yeah. None chemicals at all. No. The, where did the, where did it go? Was it like chemicals in the toilet? <laughs> I don't know. Or just the water supply or something? Who knows. Who cares? Well, I guess we'll find out where the chemicals are going and how many toilets are involved. So, uh, let's get into this. At the edge of town, there was a shabby hut that was near a large river, and this belonged to a poor fisherman. So, he does exist. Fisherman confirmed. Yep. We We got there early, too. We did, yeah. It didn't make you, like, go all the way down like all the, uh, the clickbait articles do. 
Again, suspiciously early. Indeed. Uh, He lived with his ailing wife and an infant daughter, and when the wife felt that her day had come, you know, like the death one, uh, Mm -hmm. she collected whatever jewels she'd inherited from her ancestors uh, that I guess she was just kind of like hoarding away from him Mm -hmm. because he was poor. So these are her jewels. And yeah, these are, these aren't for selling. Yeah. And these aren't for fishermen. Until I'm dead. Yeah. (laughs) These are lady jewels only. Uh, and she locked them in a hijan, which is some kind of special box thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she placed this box in the window, and she whispered to it, Please promise never to be removed from your spot except by the hands of my own daughter. And the box very dutifully gave its promise, so... We have a witch. Sentient box. We have a, a jewel witch. Or a, a witch box. Is one of these medium? is a witch. One of one of these. Jewels are important in spellcasting, I'm told. Yeah, they're a, a big component. Spells. Yeah, and this must be a pretty high level spell. The death jewel wish. box. Well, death wish. Mm. I I would hope that is not an easy one to accomplish. Uh, so she called her husband and she told him what she'd done, and she I'm asked, a witch. Yeah, I yeah I magicked this box to a window, <laughs> uh, and then she asked him not to remarry until their daughter had grown up. So with a baby in his arms and tears in his eyes, the fisherman promised, and that night his wife died quietly in bed. Okay. Uh, The only surviving relative of the late mother was a widowed sister who had a blind daughter of her own. Uh, She felt sorry for her niece and started visiting regularly and was very kind and treated her like a daughter. So far, so good. Yep. Nothing suspicious here. Just... Uh, just a regular old story this week. Just a regular yeah. old tragedy this week. Just normal family drama. As the niece grew up a little, the aunt started coaxing her to persuade her father to marry her, the aunt, not her, the niece. Uh, but when the daughter spoke to him, he refused and explained that he had promised her mom not to marry anyone until she was grown up. Mm-hmm. So the aunt continued to show great affection and kindness to her niece until she learned the secret of how the, the whole hijan trapped in a window worked. Um, so one day she lifted her daughter up to the window until her small hands could touch the box and it moved out from the window. To where? Who knows? <laughs> to what end? Who knows? Oh, it's it's just gone? It's, it's on like, the move. It just moved. Yeah. It's, I guess it's now the trunk from uh, the color of magic. It's having its just, own like, adventure. Just wandering around. Yeah. Uh, so if anyone knows a folk tale about just a box wandering the world, <laughs> let us know. We might be able to track this one. Uh, on the same day, the aunt dressed her niece like a grown-up girl, and when her father came home, he noticed the box had moved. Didn't ask any questions. Didn't give two shits about it. Was just in a good mood that day, so when the daughter was asked... He... A... I forget if he was told what was in the box, or just that the box had been magicked to that spot. It wasn't clear how much of the box situation the mother explained, just that she explained what she did, so mm-hmm. like that could be... Hey, I taped a box to your window. Yeah, or, left out some important details, perhaps. Yeah, or I filled a box with jewels and then taped a box to your window. Who knows? Uh, but he's in a good mood. Just, I guess it, it was a nice day on the water. Uh, so when his daughter asked him again to marry her aunt, he accepted. So that's all. Like that's all he needed to forget his promise to his uh, late wife is just like one good day. <laughs> Uh, so the next day, the aunt moved in with her furniture and her blind daughter. 
uh, who, spoiler alert, is basically also just furniture. Wait, the daughter is furniture? The blind daughter? Yeah, she might as well just be an ottoman. Oh, I, I see. Because you, they they yeah. do not regard her as a as a person. The story just does not regard her. And mm-hmm. yeah, no no one else does. Just doesn't <laughs> regard her as anything. If this yeah, were a stage she's... play, she would be listed under props. <laughs> yeah, she's just like a broom in the corner. Um, after the aunt settled in, her attitude toward her niece began to change, and she began to make the girl's life unbearable and treat her like a slave. Uh, specifically, every day she sent her down to the river to clean the fish that her father had caught. Because uh, he is which... a fisherman. Yeah, like, the this fisherman. to me just just sounds like a chore. Yeah. Like, that sounds like... What a mean when, chore. Yeah, when you're, like, 11 years old and you're starting to be given more responsibility. <laughs> you're making my life miserable. You're treating me like a slave. It's like, I asked you to dust. <laughs> <laughs> like, just put down the Game Boy for a second and dust. Uh, so yeah, it seems it seems a little melodramatic. And now it's even easier to do that. <laughs> we have robots for that. Uh, so the niece felt more and more miserable, but she kept her tears hidden. And one day, uh, the fisherman brought home three fish and gave it to his wife to prepare for lunch. When he went back out to continue his fishing trade, uh, she sent the niece to the river as usual to go take care of that. So the so girl at no took... point she gets a name. The aunt or the niece? No. Anyone. No one gets a name. They're all slightly above broom level, except for the blind daughter, who is about equivalent to broom. Uh, So the girl took a knife, and she was on the point of cutting off a fish's head when the fish looked up to her and begged for its life. Is it Don Knotts? Sure. The fish? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Um... So instead of being at all surprised about a fish begging for its life, she just said, Sorry, fish, my aunt's going to kick my ass if I don't... If I don't bring home three prepared fish. Uh, so the fish I know felt... you'd rather not be dead, but I would rather not be inconvenienced. <laughs> I will get a spanking and a timeout, and I do not wish for this. She's so cruel, she treats me like a slave. Uh, so the fish felt pity, and, she, and he said, Alright, uh, so you listen to me. Don't be afraid of your aunt. She will beat you six times, and I'll take them all. Like, you're not going to feel those. On the seventh time, you will scream. Uh, and then she's gonna bury is this a good deal count and be ready yeah like you'll get one beating out of out of seven um and she'll bury you in a deep hole Uh, like that's now now we're entering out of melodramatic 11 year old being forced to do chores to continue the the family livelihood that's attempted murder yeah into live burial abuse territory um but there's nothing to be afraid of because I, the fish, will be waiting for you there with a nice surprise. I don't know if I trust you, fish. <laughs> I don't know. Like... What possible nice surprise do you have in store for me in that situation? <laughs> Unsolicited nice surprises from strangers is always a concern. How are you going to get there, fish? You're a fish. Uh, well, she's a child and nice surprises sound pretty good so having never been <laughs> fish or about, not yeah uh, i could do with a surprise today yeah maybe this fish has an unmarked van and is promising candy but you know no one ever told me nothing about that so sure especially not from a fish right 
So she let the fish go, and it disappeared, then emerged as a mermaid, presumably just to give her finger guns and prove that it was a cool thing before it dove back into the deep waters. And it's just like, yo. And then it goes away. Uh, who were you saying the fish is? Because now you can imagine that Don person Nots. as a, Yeah, Don, Don Knotts is a mermaid. Pretty, pretty good. Mr. Limpet. Pretty good pull. Uh, so the girl cut and cleaned the remaining two fish, put them in the basket, and went home. Uh, the ant counted the fish, which is hilarious to me, because it's just two of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, don't, you don't need to count, you just look at that. She found one missing. and what? she was Of the two? Of the, well, it was originally three, and now it's two. Oh, I, I see. Uh, so she was furious, and she was asking, what the hell happened to that third fish? Uh, so her niece said nothing, you know, rather than give any explanation or attempt to explain. She's just quiet and she sits down. Uh, so the aunt brings out a stick and starts beating her. And, like, beating your kids is never a good thing. This was a common oh. discipline <laughs> tactic of the time. Um, I'm not I'm not saying this is a good thing that she is doing. Um, it just is. But, like, I can kind of... I can see... Not her perspective, not agree with her but how this would play out in a, in a situation where like you you weren't to go take care of three things you brought back two of them you're asked what happened to the third one and you just sit down and don't say a thing <laughs> you are going to get in trouble you shouldn't get beaten with a stick but you're going to get in trouble if you don't even try to make an explanation mm-hmm. uh, so the first six beatings she didn't feel as promised the seventh I assume she felt um, and she was hit with all of her aunt's might. This woman is a monster. Uh, and then she screamed deafeningly, but not literally deafeningly. Just the uh, first six were from her left arm, which is um, wrinkled and old and like a mummy's arm. Mm-hmm. And then the seventh one is from her right arm, which is a Popeye arm. Yeah, she, she just rolls up her sleeve and there's a, a big muscle with a mom tattoo on it. <laughs> Uh, then the aunt grabbed her by the hair and dragged her into a deep hole filled with scorpions and snakes, lowered her down, and shut the cover on it. So, yeah, you, you'll probably get in trouble if you, like, leave a third of the meal behind and don't give any explanation, but this is a little bit extreme. Just a bit. This is different than what the fish promised, also. Yeah, it's like, not just a hole, this is a hole filled with, with critters. Of an unpleasant and potentially poisonous variety. Uh, then the aunt looked for a mortar and dressed it up like a girl, put it in the bed, and put covers over it. Uh, when the girl's father came home for lunch, there was no daughter to greet him, because the blind daughter is just a broom propped up in a corner. Uh, so he was sad and asked his wife where she was. Uh, the wife hadn't really thought out this whole like murder plot very well. Uh, hesitates first. Red flag number one. Then she says she's visiting neighbors, and then she immediately changes her story and it's like, oh no, she's asleep. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, not a very good liar. No. If you've, if you've listened to, like, true crime podcasts, you're familiar with this pattern. <laughs> this is raising flags. Yeah. The, uh, so, the bad liar. Yeah, the, like, the, the story changing rather rapidly. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fisherman goes to his daughter's bed. He tries to shake her awake, but she doesn't move. So he takes off the cover, and only then does he see that it's a copper mortar and not, in fact, a human being. 
the two things having, I imagine, very different shapes. Mortars I, are just I big cylinders, so. right? Does Our his what? daughter? They're just big cylinders, right? Does his daughter not have shoulders? A, a mortar? Yeah. Yeah? Like a shell? Uh, or like like the mortar pestle? Like, yeah, the, the medicine oh. bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I know I was thinking like like a, yeah, a mortar <laughs> like it shell. Could like, be a mortar like, shell. From a, like from one of those war guns. Yeah. Like from well, a we tank. We could go with that. Yeah. Which... It's a tank mortar. Um, either way, not child shaped at all. <laughs> but it, it does take him removing the cover to realize that this is not, in fact, a human girl and is a tank missile and or uh, one part of a spice grinder. Uh, so then he realizes, oh shit, my wife did something terrible. Uh, so as you do when someone does something terrible, he ties her to a post in the middle of the courtyard and starts whipping her with a rope. So everyone is extreme here yes, that would folktale appear tennis. to be the case. <laughs> no one uses their damn words. <laughs> They're just, it's Except just, for a fucking fish, apparently. Yeah, the fish is the only one that uses words. Everyone else is just silence and whips. Uh, on the seventh stroke, she confessed and she showed him where she'd buried her niece alive. So the father rushes to the hole and to his shock inside of it, everything's now gleaming with gold and silver instead of, you know, scorpion shells and snake scales. Uh, and his daughter's just down in the middle of the hole, seating, seated comfortably on an ivory throne. Just in in a hole. That's just a surprise nice. the fish had. That was like, a nice surprise, fish. Here's a sweet chair and a lot of uh, riches. I was expecting for it to be like a box full of treasure now. And for there to be like a sticky note left by the fish that just says, I married your daughter, signed fish. <laughs> like, here, here's here's your dowry. So she's a princess now because she has fancy clothes and, you know. That's how that that's happens. That's how it works, yeah. yeah. If you're wearing um, the clothing, you are that thing. And she's also wearing Mother of Pearl, you know, just so you know exactly how fancy we're talking wow. about. Yeah. Uh, so the father stared in fascination for a moment and then asked her to climb up and join him. And she said, no, Dad, I can't. I found a mermaid. What? What? Excuse? What? Excuse? Excuse? Like, mermaid law. She's... She lives there now. What? Yeah, she found a mermaid. What? She can't come up. She, can't come up. she found a mermaid. What? Can't? Can't yeah, says who? That says her and presumably the mermaid. Mermaid is, law? Is, th- is this like is this like when your mom says, come inside, it's time for dinner, and you say, no, I can't, I'm, I'm busy, I don't know, shitting around in the backyard? <laughs> um, well, I need to find a save point. Well, yeah. the father father would come open the hole every day <laughs> yeah. and beg his daughter to come up. She just says, no, mermaid. Mermaid law. No. Mm-hmm. Can't yeah, do it, mermaids. Can't, yeah, it's still no save point. It's it's an online game, Mom. I can't pause. Can't, can't pause this one, Mommy. Sorry. So he couldn't reach her. She couldn't climb up to him. So he sat beside the hole every day with his heart melting in anguish. I wish that there was some way that he could um, lift her out, like pick her up, like fish fish her out <laughs> of the hole or something. Some kind of a like <laughs> string or hook. 
pole something anything yeah if he had that sort of expertise in any way (laughs) of getting something out of another deeper location yeah lift it up to where you are from down below it it would Mm -hmm. be a good skill to have Uh, a good skill to practice and become a professional at right it's a good way to make money sure to lift lift down things up (laughs) for eat sometimes not in this case in this case it's just get but sometimes it's for eat only get that would be such a a fun slogan for a fisherman's like business i lift down things up for eat (laughs) Get, get down things up for eat um so if you're starting a fisherman's fleet or whatever, feel free to use that. Yeah, that one's free. Or maybe a fishing boat. Like if we got a fishing boat and we just called it Down Things Up. In parentheses, for eat. <laughs> this, this is my beautiful ship, the St. Down Things Upper. <laughs> the USS Down Things Up. Uh, so the daughter also shed tears as she waited for the mermaid to give her permission to leave. So... <laughs> Is there somebody else down there? What? What is she talking about? Is there somebody in the hole with her? It's it's her and a bunch of jewels and an ivory throne. She can't leave because and mermaid. And she keeps talking about a mermaid. Yeah, she's waiting for permission to leave. And she's just crying on her ivory throne in the middle this of a is, hole. So this is not a good surprise. It, it, it seems, seems being like one of, the, one of the bad kind. <laughs> unfortunately the fun has ceased on this surprise so the mermaid saw the father becoming more and more miserable and saw the daughter's distress so she pitied them both and at last released her and gave her all the treasure to take up with her what was the point of all that then it's a very good question my friend it's just cruelty mermaid (laughs) i mean mermaids are fey right like i guess so they're fish fey yeah they just kind of do stuff Without regard to human consequence, yeah. Uh, the mermaid advised her also never to trust her aunt and warned that someday the wicked woman would take revenge. Might as well kill her now, I guess. <laughs> uh, so the father yeah. gave his daughter... Might as well minority report your aunt, because the fish <laughs> told you to. <laughs> Put her in the hole. <laughs> Where a mermaid has to give you permission to leave. Uh, So the father gave his daughter a separate room where no one could see her, and she settled there amid the treasures that the mermaid had given. How is this different from being in a hole, then? It's above. It's up now. Now she's up. (laughs) She's still trapped, but now up. Same thing, up. Uh, The aunt was absolutely forbidden to come any closer to her, so she got a restraining order, I guess. Uh, The daughter led a quiet and peaceful life in her room full of just stuff. Yeah, is that restraining order called a door? (laughs) A locked (laughs) door? Uh, The mermaid paid the daughter a visit every day and brought her everything she desired. Meanwhile, her father continued to live as normal as a really poor fisherman in a shitty hut, um, fishing in the river in order to feed his wife and their blind daughter, Broom. Still the same shabby hut set apart from all the other dwellings. And the aunt these days was quiet and obedient. Except for this one magnificent room that nobody's allowed to go in. Yep. Except yep. for a mermaid who comes to visit. Yep. 
Uh, so one day, the sultan of the land decided it's time to go wife shopping for his son. Oh, thank God the story's still going. And I mean that <laughs> I was, sincerely. Because I, I was, was so afraid that you were about to end it and I would be like, what, why do I now know any of this? <laughs> well, now you why can does have, this take up space now? <laughs> now you can have more space taken up. And I, more knowledge given to you. So you're now, this is, this is not a guarantee that this will resolve anything. But it is at least the opportunity for some form of closure. And I, for that, I am thankful. Um, mm-hmm. So he he wants to get a wife for his son. So he just invites everybody to a wedding. There is no wife yet. That's a good way to do it, actually. <laughs> You're just going to preemptively like get a wedding going. Yeah, get the wedding prepared first. And then you'll figure it out when you get, like, you'll cross that bridge when you get to it. Yeah, like, I guess. Somebody there will want to get married. I guess if you're, like. If, if you've been dreaming your whole life about getting married and, and Tinder just isn't doing it for you, like, try this. <laughs> just just make the ceremony happen. happen yeah, just, see who shows up. Just do the part you want to do, and then yeah. you'll figure it out from there. Uh, so the fisherman was out at the river. They answered the door to the invitation, and then he stood by the window to listen. Once the messenger had left, she asked the, if she could go, and the aunt was like, No. I don't know what power she has, and this uh, girl is communicating through a window at the aunt. She's got a restraining order on. Mm-hmm. Just for the full picture of, of what's going on. But the aunt said no, so she can't. She's very suggestible to people saying no to her. Very. Whether it's a mermaid or a murderer. <laughs> uh, so the sultan's party began as night fell, and there was a forest of candles lit around his palace. Music filled the air, and it it was so loud it could be heard everywhere. So I'm imagining that that is a miserable party experience if you are, like, up. <laughs> up by it. Yes. That DJ has no volume control. Uh, the niece was amazed by the sound, as you would be, and couldn't resist. Uh, and the house was empty and silent, and there's literally no consequences to ignoring her aunt. So she dresses up and sneaks out of her room and climbs up to the palace wall to sit and enjoy the scene. Uh, the party was ending around midnight and people started heading home, so she rushed home before her aunt and father arrived. Again, I don't know what consequences are possibly in store for her. Her aunt's not allowed near her, and her I doubt her dad would be upset about it. Uh, but one of her slippers fell into the sultan's courtyard. Uh, the next morning, one of the sultan's slaves found a slipper and assumed it belonged to a princess because it was so beautiful. So he showed it to the sultan, but the sultan had never seen one like it. And the sultan sent for an old woman. You know, just like one of the grandmas you keep on retainer. Yeah. Uh, And he asked her to search every house for the owner of the slipper. Because what else is she going to do? She's like, ah, one more job. Take me out of retirement for one more more (laughs) slipper job. One more grandma job. Uh, so the old woman did the rounds from door to door, and everyone who answered was stunned by the slipper, but no one recognized it. So she went back and said, sorry, dude, no one claimed it. And the sultan said, well, did you ask everyone? And she remembered that she had, in fact, neglected the shabby fisherman's hut, because it was a shithole, really, so who would expect anything nice to come from there? Just educated guess. Right. Um, so the sultan commanded her to go check, because you never know what can be found in the river may not be found in the sea. Um, which I I guess is wisdom. Yeah, I guess that's a thing you could say to sound profound. 
<laughs> it's it's somewhere in the neighborhood of profound, but it might be on the outskirts in one of the lesser uh, <laughs> appointed homes. I guess that's a true thing you can say out loud and have people <laughs> assume that you're speaking of a metaphor. That is that is my aspiration is to be able to talk like that. Just vaguely profound adjacent phrases. Yeah, I just want to be able to say stuff and everybody's like, that's so good. Damn, I'm gonna put that I, in a book. Really, really, I should get into the, the tech industry then, because it seems like it's the surprisingly easiest easy to people do in, in the world to fool is is like Silicon Valley venture capitalists. <laughs> you should just write a book, Aphorisms for Venture Capitalists. Exhibit A. Yeah. Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> Um, so the old woman trudged hopelessly toward the hut and knocked on the door, uh, and the aunt answered and exclaimed, as all the others had, that it was a, a wonderful slipper, just absolutely gorgeous. And then the niece looked out the window and she shouted, oh, my slipper, give it back to me. Uh, so the old woman made her show her the second as proof. Uh, and upon seeing that it was in fact this girl's slipper, she rushed back to tell the sultan the good news. Without so her. on the basis of a nice shoe alone it's like the louis baton slipper uh the sultan gathers his family and his dignitaries and he discusses the matter it's like man this is one fly shoe this is a lot of bureaucracy for this very simple situation (laughs) if you send a middleman to go find the person who owns the other half of this shoe Mm mm-hmm and then she finds that person and then comes back to tell you that she found that person without that person. Now uh, and you then have you to have, have a meeting. You have a meeting to discuss the information you've just discovered. Just a Zoom call. So later the Sultan, his son, and a couple of the dignitaries, just, I guess the ones that didn't have anything else to do, dragged The a ones fat... who needed more billable hours. Yeah. They dragged a fat bull to the fisherman's hut and slew it in front of it. This is, I think, not a threat, but a, a nice thing to do. You said a fat it's t- bull? Bull. Yeah. yeah not a just, fat bull. Yeah, fat bull. <laughs> like, the animal. Like like they were gonna go <laughs> like do, smoke do, us. Do, do drugs on each other. Yeah. <laughs> on and near each other. There might be some of that too. Who knows? This is just dinner and a show. Well, it's a show uh, and then dinner. Right. Uh, so the fisherman returned from the river, and he stood stunned by the whole scene of, uh, like, a bull butchery at his front door, as you would. Yeah. If sure, that happened yeah. right now, I'd be in his shoes, too. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing, but I'm it's definitely certainly. a thing. <laughs> yes. So the sultan greeted him with great respect, and the fisherman trembled with his basket of fish, not knowing what to do or say about either a sultan. Do you want these that I have? <laughs> I have have fish. I brought these up from I down. Need them. You can have them. Like them. <laughs> these are for eat. I see you have brought side from there to here. It's murdered now. <laughs> uh, so is the sultan just covered in blood? Like, how how involved do you think he was in the butchery? Typically, I would say not. But I think in this case, a What's sultan... The... Like, if the sultan is going out on the town anyway, he might want to just get down and dirty on a bull. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. 
he loves just relish that party. opportunity to do anything that's not a meeting that wastes productivity time yeah yeah he wants to be a doer is, is that a good quality in a king probably i mean even if he Relatively. wasn't like personally hands-on with the slaughter of the bull i imagine the splash zone on that's pretty <laughs> significant yeah so like you've yeah. got a, a, a a sultan, a prince, and a bunch of dignitaries because he didn't bring any like butchers. Uh, butchers, yeah. It's it's all people of rank. Somebody here did it. So there's just like the fishermen just come home to a bunch of people dressed in fine clothes, splattered with blood, and a, a large dead farm animal in his doorway. Uh, so the sultan explained the purpose of his visit, you know, beyond uh, cow murder, and the fisherman's very flattered and astonished that he, a poor fisherman. A poor, of any kind, uh, sure. could could be the future father-in-law of the sultan. So he dropped his basket of fish and he went to break the news to his daughter, who was joyful but silent. Again, everyone's one step above broom. <laughs> the aunt, meanwhile, just couldn't understand what the hell's happening around her. Like, I'm, I'm sure this is a shocking experience for all. Uh, the following night, a feast was repeated, like the wedding feast, but better, because now there's a wife involved in the wedding, which is usually a good addition. Love that. I mean, not not always. Like, a partner. A partner involved is a good addition, and it was missing that before. Um, so the whole population is now excited that a royal is going to marry a poor. This is mm-hmm. great cause for celebration. It's Why crazy as hell. Uh, so days and months passed. This is going to do great on Sweeps Week. Yeah. Uh, days and months passed, and the aunt started complaining that her niece never invited her over and never sent her any presents, and she's just an ungrateful bitch. Uh, meanwhile, uh, like a year later, the niece gave birth to a son, and the aunt decided, well, this is a good excuse to do a visit. So uh, her father sought permission of the sultan's son to uh, like arrange for her aunt to visit. And the sultan's son was like, yeah, why not? Like, sure. Family. Yeah. So the aunt brought... to me. The aunt brought Broom, her blind daughter, with her. And the niece received them in a private room. And then the aunt offered to comb her hair. So the niece laid her head in her aunt's lap and relaxed and eventually fell asleep. And then the aunt planted seven pins in her niece's head. And on the seventh pin, the niece turned into a white pigeon and flew away. Because everybody's a witch. Then the aunt dressed her blind daughter in the niece's clothes and put her in in the bed and then left. Job done. Visit over. Successful visit. Yep. Did a little witchcraft. Did a switcheroo. All good. Uh, So the sultan's son shows up and is surprised that his wife doesn't meet him at the door as usual. Uh, So then he goes and finds her sitting in bed with the child in her arms. The child wouldn't stop crying, and she was doing nothing about it, because she is a broom. Um, he took the son away, but uh, the the wife remained, or the apparent wife, remained motionless, like a box. So maybe she's the box. Interesting twist. Maybe. Why are you veiled and speechless, he yelled angrily. Are you in the presence of a stranger? Is there a mermaid here? Is there uh, a mermaid I should know about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, when the woman still didn't respond, he became very angry, and he ripped off her veil to find the face of the blind daughter, who he recognized. From that party called yeah, the wedding. 
he's familiar with the the family of his wife, which is, you know, an improvement over a lot of princes we encounter. Um, <laughs> Familiarity with anyone other than himself. Right. And he realizes... And impressive mother- feet. Yeah. Um, that's the, the first and last moment you need to be impressed with him as a, a human being. Um, he realized his mother-in-law had played a dirty trick, and enraged by the betrayal, he killed the blind girl and chopped her into small pieces. Well, sorry about your whole life, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like, moment of silence for a blind girl. Sorry you had to be part of this at all. Worst treatment of an NPC we've seen in these stories, I think. Uh, he puts the girl's head in the bottom of a sack, filled it with the other pieces of her, and then sent it to the aunt with a message that the Sultan's son has sent her a present. So he's a full fucking psychopath. Yeah, I mean, that's royalty, ain't it? Yeah. That is royalty. It's how they, they just, like to do it. They just kind of do what they feel. Uh, so the aunt's happy to receive this gift, thinking that, no, now I'm going to be getting favors from the sultan's son on the rig, now that my ungrateful bitch niece is gone. Uh, so in order to show off the favors to her neighbors, she sent each one of them a piece of the body. Mm-hmm. So, um... Mm. So I'm starting I to wish that the story had ended, honestly. <laughs> come to regret my own uh outburst yeah i was a little concerned for your uh your well-being after you expressed that sentiment yeah. knowing what was coming so like i don't know i don't know if she recognizes it as a human body like it's got to be clearly meat and bone and stuff right like it's bits yeah. of a body yeah like, yeah like maybe she thinks it's just like pork bits. Seems hard to, seems hard to mistake. But like that's that's like best best case scenario. But they're like bits, like hand or finger. Even if you chop that up, that you would you would assume would become fairly recognizable as as human. Sure. Um. So either either she happily handed all her neighbors the gift of what she thought was just like random chunks of pork or she happily handed her neighbors random chunks of a person because this is a normal either of those would be a normal good gift to receive in a sack yeah from a sultan yeah that you'd want to show off yeah it's not it's not a good gift and it's only when she gets to the bottom of the sack full of body pieces and discovers her own daughter's head that she goes into shock and is struck dumb. Didn't chop that one Mm -hmm. up very much. Nah, I just left that one for ID purposes. Meanwhile, back at the palace, every day when the prince went out to do his work, whatever that is, accounting, murder, who knows? Maybe a bit of both. Maybe both. (laughs) He'd leave his... He'd leave his son playing in the garden, because that's basically daycare 
a flock of birds flew above his son, and the child raised his eyes in tears and asked them if they had seen his mother. Are you my mommy? Uh, the birds replied, She'll, She will arrive in the next flock, poor child. And he waited with his eyes fixed on the blue horizon. A normal thing for a child to do to spend their time. Everyone is real healthy in this story. Yeah. <laughs> The coping flock of... extremely well. <laughs> yep. Uh, the flock of pigeons arrived, and a white one detached from the, the group and landed on the child's head and flapped its wings around his head and face. Fun pigeon flap experience. Then it flew up and disappeared, and every day from that point on, the child expected the pigeon to come visit him and keep him company by flapping his face, I guess, uh, before she would go join the other pigeons. Where's so... the fisherman? Who knows? See you doing all right? Just catching good fish? See up to you. Yeah, he's just out working all the time. Just bringing down things up. Can you tell me a story about the fisherman? I I am. Tyler, didn't you hear the title of this? But I want want one. Just tell me what you think he's doing. He's bringing down things up for eat. (laughs) Bring down things up for eat. That's right. Says it right on the boat. That's right. He's on that fucking hub. (laughs) Up to up for eats grind. <laughs> yeah, you just got like you you go and you you try and get those fishing achievements where you try and get like one of each kind and you get the rare fish. And it's, it changes every season, um, so you gotta you gotta keep going back. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's, that's what he's doing. He's trying to get those chivos, the down up for eat chivos. Yeah, bird things happening. And not far from the garden, there was an old beggar who just kind of posted up there regularly. And he noticed the scene, and he overheard the conversation between the kid and the birds, which I guess is repeated every day. Uh, so he goes to the prince as the prince re-entered the palace, and he tells him what he saw. And the prince gives him, like, a tip and then goes inside. A, t- a tip? Like alms. For the oh, poor. Like, like a money a money tip. Yeah, he gives him a money. Probably not enough of a money to unbeggar him, but some. Sure. Uh, so the next day, the prince takes a sick day to see what's going on, and instead of going to work, he hides behind the shrubs in the garden to spy on his son. Uh, so he sees everything that the beggar uh, told him about, and the next morning, I guess he takes another sick day, and he paints the head and shoulders of his son with a transparent glue. Goes back to his cool. bush hiding and waits. Can you imagine that, like, that getting ready for your day montage with that kid? Just like, dad's just painting him with glue now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the white pigeon uh, landed on the sun again and this time got stuck. And the prince steps out, catches her, and examines her feathers. He fe- feels thin thorns planted in her skin and he starts pulling them out carefully. And these are, of course, the pins. Uh, and after the seventh one is removed, she turns into his wife again. Uh, they all go to their room, I guess for privacy. I don't know. Lo- unnecessary location shifts amuse me in folklore. Cause, <laughs> but like, it doesn't bother with like details, like names. Right. Or, mm-hmm. Why or is other... this what we are caring about? Yeah, our explanations of how the magic system works. This but it is does... what we're devoting time to. <laughs> yeah, it does specify a location shift before a conversation occurs. 
so they go to their room. The prince asks what happened. She tells him the whole story. He has the aunt arrested, and she's brought in for a trial. Unlike her blind daughter, whose only crime was being propped up in a bed, uh, she gets a trial of her peers, or trial before a jury of her peers, mm-hmm. uh, is presumably found guilty, um, and then is tied to a tree and burned alive. Oh, okay. Cool peers. Yeah. I mean, given the nature of everything else that's happened in the story, are we surprised by the peers? No. Not terribly, no. I I suppose. Uh, After this incident, the prince invites the fisherman to live with him in the palace and keep an eye on his daughter. So he, like, I guess remembers that that's a thing he can do. Uh, and all was peace and happiness for them now. No more chopping people into bits or burning people alive. Uh, it's, it's just peace mm-hmm. from here on out. The end. So how you two feeling after So about that? the fishermen. Yeah. What? <laughs> well. Why? I mean, he brought down things up. Did, bring did he down though? Things up though. Did he though? No, he did, he did bring those down things up. We didn't yeah. ever see it, did we? I'm, I'm we saw the results. We saw the things that were down. That now doesn't up. mean anything. You think he just like went to a store and bought some fish? And what if and... the mermaid did it? Well, she was busy visiting the, the daughter or trapping her in a well. <sighs> So a good story about fishermen, huh? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Yes. Thanks. Very good. Thanks for this one. So uh, do, you, do you have like thoughts and commentary? No. No, I don't think I do. The more of um, these, the more of these that we read, the less I feel like I have to to meaningfully contribute to them. <laughs> Uh, how how would you how would you fix this one? I would make more, it about a fisherman. More, yeah. I mean, easy easy answer. More fishermen. Definitely. First and foremost, Love maybe a little fisherman. bit of restructuring to be about a fisherman. Would would you keep the mermaid interlude? Yeah, I would. I would ditch the second half entirely. Just, yeah, oh, like, just none of it. Yeah, like honestly, the okay. place that I was afraid it ended, I would now end it there. <laughs> <laughs> That was actually pretty good, all things considered. Yeah, because <laughs> like, if you end it there, you can almost believe that any of the first half of the story had uh, meaning, any contribution meaning. to... Meaning and purpose, yeah. Isn't yeah. that nice? Because uh, like a big thing with this one is that none of the stuff I- influenced a lot. Yeah. Like, the mother dying, I guess, made the fisherman single. But There's a box out there somewhere. Yeah, we didn't need to see that, or or the promise that he wouldn't marry till his daughter was grown up, because that got ditched the first day he was in a good mood. The box, yeah, nothing. Like she had jewels, and they were in a box, and then the box was gone, and the jewels didn't matter. The mermaid rescuing, so we had like they, a... they didn't even. You would think that maybe they were related to the second box of jewels introduced that she was sitting in but no no those are different jewels unrelated jewels 
not not, not the jewels we need not related to the mermaid at all either the mermaid's like well full of gold and stuff didn't materially change the girl's position in life she still lived in the crappy fisherman's hut she's had her own room now mm-hmm. she was still considered a poor in spite of having all of these gifts mm-hmm. and also whatever she wanted brought to her by a mermaid every day so like her marrying well, the prince which... really wasn't a, a huge change either we didn't even see any of that whatever it was that she wanted right I... we were just told that she got she got it yeah easy peasy maybe she, maybe she did maybe she didn't how are we to know like it's just it's two separate stories one's about a, a bunch of psychopaths murdering each other and a broom victim and then one is about a a girl with a mermaid friend and neither of them teach you anything yeah not, not meaningfully which is not like it's not like new for that to be the case no um it just it took it took the fisherman's wife you know that tale mm-hmm. about the the fish with the wishing and all that, mm-hmm. um, which did have a point and purpose. So it took like bits and pieces of that, and it took Cinderella, and just kind of like smashed elements of it together, like a poorly written fanfic by a ten year old who didn't get the point of the story that they are, uh, or the, yeah. either of the books that they are now like doing a crossover fic about yeah this is a almost like perfectly opposite reaction we had to five times beautiful right which was a very successful blending of all those stories <laughs> all right this is this is how you do that bad yeah we now have the perfect example of how that could have gone horribly wrong i think the big thing in here is is the no meaningful consequences to anything that happens so that's probably what I would fix. I would have that box related to the mermaid somehow. Like it's maybe the mermaid's gems. Um, or the aunt steals the box. And the mermaid helps her get it back rather than just giving her different gems. Mm-hmm. Like the box needs to matter or it needs to be cut At entirely. All. Yeah. You um, gotta choose. What if it's just a cool box that's there? But then it What's isn't there. Yeah, but then it, it then it is. We just saw what's wrong with that. It's the story. It's meandering, pointless story. Do stories really need points? <laughs> well, I guess that is the the big question our show asks every week. <laughs> do they do they need points, or do they only need vibes? Well, what that's what, what we be, should be talking about. What would be your vibe diagnosis on this story? Also not so great. I mean, this is a this is maybe not the one to take this stand on because so failure I, I don't, failure on the vibe front as well. I think I think it it its sins are are well dispersed. <laughs> as far as pacing goes, it does do a really good job of um, pacing out your disappointment so that it is consistent throughout the tale. <laughs> yeah, there's that. So I mean, good job there. 
Uh, so thank you, Ultra M, for introducing us um, to what happens when you take the shell of some stories and none of the heart of them and puts them together. Maybe this was mind control. Yeah. Because it doesn't make a lot of sense otherwise. In the telling or in the... Um... In the the retelling, I guess. In the original <laughs> conception or in, in what we have just done. The here. original telling, because otherwise I don't know what it's for. Mm-hmm. Just like a, now, now we're all deep state agents. Yeah. And Before that... we were recording, um, you were typing, but you wouldn't tell us what you were typing. So I joked that it was Lorem Ipsum that you were doing because you were bored. Mm-hmm. That's the vibe of the story. Well, we have now been all programmed. Um, so if we ever do see that particular box that was planted in the beginning, uh, our like secret programming will take over and our original personalities will be overwritten by an agent of the state. So I guess we have that to look forward to. Uh, so thank you, Ultra M. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> thanks, thanks for, thanks for all that. Um, thank you to everyone for listening to uh, to the show and for sharing it around to people because um, we do not pay or remember to advertise for ourselves, so we rely on you. As as with all parts of our show, other than the actual recording, we have outsourced it to you. So thank you. Uh, thank you to all of our patrons for helping to keep the show running and for keeping us uh, entertained and sane throughout these these weeks and years. Um, thank thank you. you to our top tier patrons, Maxwell, Biblio Princess, Trickery Treats, Hiirius, Pink Nectary, Midori, Baby Grandma, Becca, A Friendly Lobster, Kelly, no one who had ever seen Catherine Moreland in her, in her infancy would have supposed her to born a heroine, her situation in life, Funky Little Strawberry, Lemur, Spaghetto drinking deep at the trial of gender fluids. Caitlin, Danielle, Wyatt, Soapy Faye, Olwyn, Queen of Terrible Taste, Allie, Jucifer, Cobus Cat, it's Vespa, Versus, Keeper of Too Many OCs, Pyrus, Nathan the Scott, Alex, Banjo Bug, Dave, Increasing Sword DPS by Incorporating Mighty Pin Technology, Maya, Gray, Goetic Prince of the Arcane, High Listus of Wimbus, Yahweh Yowie, Little Smorgasbord, Haley, Dominic, Justin, uh, I'm just going to shorten this one to Existential Crisis. Um, <laughs> Izzy, Heather High Meality of the Cult of Cricket, and Jenna. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you always, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. We're what the folklore, and that's how it works. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.